Mornings Thursday on WEEI. That's the reason Boston fans get skittish. And it's time for the most feared hockey analyst in America. Tukaras sucked. I'm telling you, there's not a trophy my ass. That, that was bad. Former Beast defenseman and head coach Mike Melberry. Hit by Tory Krug on Robert Thomas was just thunderous. Right now on the Craig Hill Morning Show. It is Bruins Thursday, and joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, it is the great Mike Milbury. Mike, are you okay with your intro? Do you like it? It's official. All right, good. I'll, I'll stick with it. But you know what? I, I'm so glad I got up early again this morning to listen to you guys for a little while because I learned that even though the Red Sox two games ago were on top of the world and looking like an unbeatable team, that you guys have blown them up. That Hein Bloom and Cora can't get along with one another. <laughs> How could I not know that already? And the other thing I learned is that Wiggy is a music critic, and the Beatles only had one good singer. Yeah, I mean, John Lennon was the only guy that could sing a song. Last I looked, I Googled this. 100 million a- albums, 60 gold albums, 100 million singles by Paul McCartney. He, he sucks. Uh, he, he needs to thank uh, Michael Jackson for The Girl Is Mine on that one, but... If Lennon don't get killed, he's the biggest superstar. Okay, Wiggy. Yeah. Okay. All right, Wiggy. Were you, uh, you, Mike? Are you a Beatles or a Stones guy? If you had to pick between the two, I, I would be. I would say I'm a Beatles guy, but I, that doesn't mean I don't like the Stones. I I snuck into a Rolling Stones concert when I was about 18 at the Boston Garden when they were there. Almost killed myself. I had to jump from the side of the subway station to the side of the garden to get in because I didn't have a ticket. And then I got to the fire escape and had to pay the cop 10 bucks and a little bounty to get into the show, but it was great. Well, um, the, uh, as you alluded to, uh, every uh, every Boston team in action last night, except for the uh, Patriots, I guess. And, the Revolution. Um, uh, unfortunately, the uh, the Bruins did not fare well last night. Are you concerned at all or too early to be concerned? It's too early because of the, the really quirky schedule. No games. They have, I think... Uh, five games in the next nine nights, starting in Buffalo on uh, on Friday. So, but they got some pretty tough competition. Florida a couple of times, Carolina, good teams. So I think we'll get a pretty good read in about about ten days. Any concern with Swayman? Um, him as a goalie. I know that uh, Linus is going to start the next right. game, but is there any concern because he's such a young player and we're really getting time to see his first action? He wasn't very good. I mean, he left some big, juicy rebounds. He was uh, had some good looks that he couldn't glove down. So I thought he was uh, – Bruce Cassidy said it was not his best. But you can't get down on a kid like that that quickly. Everyone that I've talked to says that he's got a great personality. That he's got tremendous confidence, and uh, I think he'll stick with him for a, for a long time. I mean, Swayman's there. Omar comes in and does what he's supposed to do and play pretty well. Maybe he didn't become the starting goaltender and give Swayman some time, but wasn't a good night for the kid. Mike, yeah, not a good night for him, but Cassidy after the game said that the breakdowns in front of him were bad. So would you put more blame on that, or would you put more blame on him? Obviously the buck stop, stops with him, but... Yeah, I didn't think the defense had a great night besides McAvoy and Grizzlick. I thought Riley gave the puck away, made some bad pinches, bad decisions. I didn't like the way Forbert played. I thought, I thought it was... Uh, really a two-man defense last night for the most part. And you're not going to get, you're not going to get through many, many games with your defense being as out of position and, and sort, of, sort of 
really loose with the puck, which they were last night. It was, it was all around a sloppy game for, for Boston. Mike, he's worth it all day long, but were you surprised with the number when it came to the McAvoy deal? Because it's the Bruins? No, we talked about it a little bit last week, and I, I guess Seth Jones in Chicago got about that number somewhere in that ballpark, but they needed to tie him up. They, did, they didn't need that to be a distraction of any sort, and I'm glad they did it. And You know, you see the kind of stuff that he can do last night when he, he sets Taylor Hall free on that long pass, and Hall was one of the bright spots with a great finish last night. But uh, McAvoy is going to be worth every penny of that. He's going to be the, the rock of that blue line, assuming he stays healthy for the next decade. Mike, you talk about uh, us as fans here. We're, we're ready to blow things up with the Red Sox. We are impatient because uh, we demand perfection. You in, think, Wiggy? You it, well, <laughs> hey, listen, that's the way we grew up around here. Don't, don't blame us. Blame our parents. Um, <laughs> so when you look at this Bruins team, like I know it's still early in the season, but what's good expectations for this team? Fair expectations, I think, and make the playoffs, win a round, and then anything after that would be gravy for me. Unless they can come up with the, the second-line center that I don't think they have right now. I didn't think Coyle was on top of his game last night. Did you really see any kind of flow or rhythm from that line? I didn't. And uh, that's what I was expecting to see. But I, I hope for their sake that Coyle can – find the distributing mechanism that, that sets Hall free and Smith free, and they look like they have a one-two punch, not just a one punch and a three-four punch. Brad Marchand getting his third goal. I mean, this guy has been on this team for what seems like forever. Do you see any slowing down from him this season? Obviously, one game in, you can't really tell much, but... He's fun to watch, boy. He brings it almost... He brings it every night, really. That line is uh, is really fun to watch. They didn't play as much as I thought they would have. I think Bergeron had about 17 minutes or so. Uh, in fact, on the broadcast, Gretzky was saying he'd play them every other shift. Uh, it's a new day and age. You can't get away with that anymore. But uh, I see no slowdown in Marshan's game. It's going to be interesting to see uh, if he makes the Hall of Fame. I think he's on his way. Oh, what do you think of Gretzky? How's, it, how's, how's Gretzky doing when it comes to broadcasting? Well, I, I sort of echo the, Jesus, can you, you make a comment about the great one and not be 100% positive? <laughs> I was, okay. I, I okay. needed a cup of coffee, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I thought, uh, I, thought the, I thought Bissonette was pretty good. I thought he was kind of funny. He brings it, you know, he's on the, his podcast, does a pretty good job with that. But um, I think Wayne is new to the job. He may not, he's not. He's going to have to figure out that you got to bring you got to bring some energy when you're on camera. It just can't be monotonish. Wow, that's a great one too, <laughs> Mike. When you when you look at this Bruins team, right? We we talk about window. The the window for Patrice Bergeron. Do you think the fact that he's playing every other shift is because he's he's getting up there in age? But he seems like he's taken a beating throughout his career. How much longer could this guy play at this level? It's a great question. I mean. He's so smart that he can get away with a lot of things. They're going to have to dial him back and make sure that he doesn't wear out. But he's a, he's a warrior. And I'm surprised that he's still playing, to be honest with you, because of concussion issues. And you know, the, He's not a big man, but uh, he loves to play like all great players. They enjoy being in the spotlight and, and at critical moments. And he usually comes up, <clears throat> usually comes up big. So, I, you know, in my mind – Another year, maybe, for Patrice, but 
you know, it's tough to turn down the money. It's tough to turn down the fun. And, and uh, you know, I just want to make sure this guy leaves this game with his head intact, mm-hmm. literally. Hey, Mike, on the blue line, uh, who's the ideal pairing on this team for McAvoy? They've tried uh, Grizzly. He looked pretty good last night, but then that makes him a little top-heavy offensively. How would you work the D in terms of matchups? You know, I, I, these other guys have to get going a little bit for me to figure that out. But you'd think that you could put a lesser light with uh, with McAvoy to, than Grizzly because Grizzly is their second-best defenseman right now. He's going to have to carry a pairing, however that shakes out. Um, but... You know, you could put Carlo with him. You could put anybody with him at this point. McAvoy at nine and a half million has to ca- carry that pairing. And when you go to the power play, then you can mix and match with Grizzlick or anybody else that you think will fit in right there. But um, McAvoy and Grizzlick together is top heavy. You're right. Last week when we talked to you, we talked about feeling Krejci and his loss with this team. Did you feel that last night? What was what was the biggest feeling when it comes to Krejci? And, I mean, Hall got a goal, but... He got a goal on a pass from McAvoy. It wasn't from Coyle. It wasn't from Smith. It was a great outlet pass by McAvoy, and, and Hall made a great move. I, I see this as the pivotal, no pun intended, the pivotal position for the Bruins they have to find somebody to fill in there that can distribute the puck. And they've tried, they're trying Charlie Coyle now. And again, give this guy a break. He didn't really get much of a training camp. He's trying to find his rhythm. So another couple of weeks, maybe we'll have a better snapshot of what this line turns out to be. But it's a, it's a major concern. Uh, and so is, as Swayman demonstrated last night with his sort of inexperience, he's going to have some tough nights. And Olmark's going to have to step up to the plate. Mike Milbury, thank you. I know we only pay you for 10 minutes. We went over last time, so I don't want to... Again, uh, I, believe me, I was aware of this. And, <laughs> and happy birthday, Courtney. Thank uh, you, Mike. Oh. <laughs> thank you. It's a birthday week. She's the type yeah. of person who no, celebrates nope. her. First yeah. time oh, I've yeah. mentioned yeah, yeah. Is today. Yes. Yeah, but um, the big three, zero. Three, zero. <laughs> yeah, your next birthday starts with a three. Mine starts with a seven. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> that is scary. All right, Mike, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. All right, Mike Milbury.